0: Shalom from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to Conversations with Yael podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, president and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each month, I will invite leading thought leaders, pastors, rabbis, and other influential guests to discuss the importance of Israel in the world today. For those familiar with my weekly podcast, Nourish Your Biblical Roots, which explores the Jewish roots of the Christian faith, this podcast takes that understanding and translates it into ongoing support for Israel among Christians and the critical need to nurture that support with the next generation of Christians. Join me now as we begin this important dialogue. This month marks the 40th anniversary of when my father, Rabbi Gil Eckstein of Blessed Memory, founded the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. It was the fulfillment of my father's vision of bringing Christians and Jews together to help millions of Jewish people in need in Israel and around the world. In those early years, my father was joined in his efforts by Christian ministers such as Pat Robertson and Dr. Jerry Falwell. But other key support that launched the fellowship onto a national level and established my father among the Christian community came from an unlikely source, a Hollywood celebrity who had reached millions of music enthusiasts through his popular and gospel music, the legendary Pat Boone. He's a singer, actor, TV host, producer, songwriter, author, motivational speaker, record company head, humanitarian, family man, and that's just to name a few. And at the remarkable age of 88 years young, Pat continues a busy agenda, running his own record company, featuring what he refers to as a senior tour for legendary singers like himself. In his long career, Pat has sold more than 45 million records. He has 13 gold singles, two gold albums, and has recorded more than 2,300 songs. He has hosted his own TV show and has starred in 15 movies. He has three stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and in 2003 was inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. But to me, what makes Pat truly great is his tremendous love for Israel, his amazing friendship with my father and his unfaltering support for the work of the fellowship. When my father came to him in 1992 to make an appeal to evangelical Christians to fund the freeing and transporting of Jews to Israel after the Iron Curtain fell, Pat stepped up and hosted a TV special while the doors are still open. The Christian community responded immediately with incredible donations and pledges of support. It's a partnership that has only grown in the years that followed. Pat, I could go on and on and on. I only said a small percentage of everything I think about you and all of your accomplishments, but you've been such a great friend to my father, which for me, it all goes back to that. And I'm so honored to have you on the podcast today.
1: Well, listen, it's been great. The time is gone now, but... uh... Maybe we can do this again sometime, y'all.
0: <laughs> I used up all my time on your introduction, but I'm yeah, definitely not that. the first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's great to relive a lot of that because all of it's true. And uh, when I met your dad, he was a, a much younger man and so was I. And uh, the idea of asking Christians to support the, the uh, program of bringing aged Jews from behind the Iron Curtain to dwell in the promised land while they were still alive, uh, just really resonated with me as it did with Pat Robertson and so many Christian leaders, and uh, and so when he asked if I would co-host that first special, of course, immediately I said I would, and we did, and that launched um, the program, which has absolutely made history. It's it's yes. it's grown and and developed. Well, I—it's hard to compare it to anything else. It's—it's uh, it's been so fast, it's been so large. I mean, the numbers are staggering of the of the aged Jews in all parts of the world who we've helped, and you've been to see them, and and through the TV, of course, we visit them in their squalid circumstance, and then again in Israel, where where they actually don't just come to the Holy Land, but they. They have places to live and people to support. And, and it's, it's just miraculous. It's just wonderful. And I'm, I'm pleased to be part of it.
0: Oh, you are an inspiration. I remember it feels like yesterday, actually, that we were in Israel together. And I say it feels like yesterday, but it was also a lifetime ago. It was when your beautiful, amazing, beloved wife was still in this world and when my father was still in this world. So it feels like yesterday. And it also feels like a lifetime ago.
1: And I have a strong feeling, a virtual belief, that the two of them have have bumped into each other in a, a wonderful place, and uh, and they're reliving and and rejoicing over what happened then, and what's happening now. I, I really do. And in our home, we've lived in 63 years now. It's just me, my dog Shadow, me and my shadow, all alone and feeling blue, <clears throat> and. Uh, three housekeepers who take turns they're not all here at once but take care of me and um, and i feel shirley's presence everywhere as i'm sure you feel your dad's and i have come to the conclusion that this world of the spirit is just as real as the physical world because there are many examples in the bible in what we call the old and new testaments in both of them so throughout the whole bible there are instances where the spirit world overlaps into the physical world. And uh, and so, in fact, let me tell you one quick thing. Uh, after Shirley did pass and she was living in this den where I'm sitting now for the last six months in hospice. <clears throat> and we knew that moment was coming and my four daughters and I were standing around the hospital bed when she slipped away. And we were singing one of our precious songs, um, Blessed Assurance, this is my story, this is my, and Yael, I mean, your dad could have sung this with us because he knew it. This is my song praising my savior all the day long. And we, we were holding that note to see if she would take another breath and she didn't. So she slipped away into heaven while we sang by and over her blessed assurance. And uh, about a week later, we were having a memorial service, of course, at the the big church where we have been members for 45 years and um and my four daughters were in another up- upstairs room rehearsing to sing a song precious hymnal uh-huh. hymn song about glory and as they were rehearsing we had other family here in this room and uh we heard all this clamor and excitement coming from the hallway that leads up to the upstairs and I came, we all came running and what's happened? And they said, daddy, mama, uh, just, well, it, it, we know it was mama because that acorn chair lift at the foot of the stairs, which won't operate by itself. We heard a click and a whir, and we looked out the, the door and it came up the stairs by itself to the top of the stairs and rested. Now, mechanically, yeah, that's impossible. It won't go with some, unless somebody's sitting in it, and you have to turn on the key, and then the levers on the side tell it whether to go up or down. That acorn chair lift came up the stairs by itself and, and stopped at the top of the stairs. And we knew that their mom would stop anything, anywhere, if she could get the girls to sing for her. She taught them to yeah. sing and harmonize. And they were singing, and she wanted us to know she was here. Wow. And say, so, well, then if she didn't need her body, well, she didn't need that acorn chairlift. No, but she needed to let us know she was here. Yeah. And so, you know, two or three days later, I checked just to make sure it was still operating as it's supposed to. Sure enough, I sat in it. Nothing happened. I Had to turn on the switch, and then and then I had to press the lever to go down. And sure enough, it went down the stairs and stopped at the bottom where it is now. That happened, and I said in the memorial service that wasn't natural. That was supernatural. Wow. And your dad and I knew that we serve the same God, the same one God. Behold, O Israel, our God is one. We know, we knew, and now he and Shirley both met him face wow. to face. And uh, I'm looking forward to the time. I'm not in a hurry, <laughs> but, but I am, in a sense, anxious to be where she is. I know where she is, and I know we're going to be together. And Yael, uh, your dad, is there already. Pat,
0: there's so much there that is so moving to me, the story about Shirley and going to be with your girls as they were singing you know it reminds me of the story of Moses and the burning bush that I always think how many people walked past that burning bush but didn't stop to look but didn't stop to realize that it wasn't consuming and in today's day and age where we're so consumed with media and our phones and our computers and so distracted the story that you told which is obviously so miraculous to me, what stands out just as much is how you and your daughters were present and conscious in order to see it. Because I think God does miracles for us all day, every day. And I think our loved ones are constantly sending us signs and sitting on our hearts and giving yeah. us direction. We just have to have the eyes to see it.
1: Yeah. And I, the, the, I, my understanding of that burning bush may be a little different than yours. I don't think it had been burning until Moses got there. Mm-hmm, Moses mm-hmm. got there and the, God wanted him to know I'm here too Moses I'm
0: here with you he spoke to I'm him here. through
1: that and of course he he couldn't ignore that bush that was burning and not being consumed and then the voice of God spoke to him and they had a wonderful meeting there yeah. on top of the mountain and uh and Moses was reluctant as you remember uh he said I'm not a good speaker I'm I 100%. have a lisp uh, yeah and i'm 120 years old and i'm tired and and uh and god says look i'll let your brother aaron he'll speak for you he's, he's he can speak for you but you too are going and you're going to tell pharaoh let my people go and uh moses and he, but you know i love that <laughs> that's a segue
0: into your song you no? Know? that's a segue into you uh, giving us a vip version of let my people go
1: Yes, it's the second. I God gave me the words to the second Jewish national anthem. Wow. This land is mine. God gave this land to me. And I the way that lyric came was another miracle. Uh I I wanted that song had already become the theme song of the movie Exodus with Paul Newman, and even Marie Saint, and so on. About the about the re-establishment of the modern state of Israel in 1948, and so I wanted to sing that melody, but there were no words, and the publisher said there won't be any. I said, why? Because they said professional writers have have tried to, you know, submit lyrics, but they're trying to tell the whole 4,000-year history of the people of Israel in one short little song, and they haven't found a way to do it, So I just said, well, I've got to come up with an idea to present to one of those professional writers. So it was a Christmas Eve, and Shirley was saying, Pat, quit listening to that and Tysher record, the instrumental record, and come help me get these presents under the tree so we can go to bed. (laughs) I said, one more time, it's like the 40th time, I put the needle on the record, bum, 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 and the words just popped in my head, this land is mine. And I realized in a second, that's the story. It's not four thousand, you know, two and a half million people coming across the desert, try to put that into a song. No, the one person statement. That land belongs to me. God gave this land to me. The this bum 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 bum. God gave this land to me. And I grabbed something and started writing. I didn't want to forget the words that were coming. It's like I took dictation. Yeah. I wrote in 20 minutes, I had written. <laughs> the lyric prophetic the, yeah it just came to me and i wrote it down as quick as i could and now that christmas card on the back of which i wrote those words is at yad vashem wow. on the wall of the righteous gentile where Shia ben yahuda uh came up to me and said those words mean so much to us here in israel we want every jewish child to know those words they meant to sing that song it's not easy to sing but wow. it's beautiful, and we want every Jewish child to know the words that you wrote, Pat Boone. And, and, and that was one of the most significant moments in my whole life. And, and yet it was, a, again, just a supernatural thing. I didn't, I didn't set out to, to, to accomplish that. It happened through me. Through you. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so now, you know, I have been able to visit Yad Vashem again, and I see the Christmas card <laughs> on which I scribbled the words, and, uh, and to think that for this uh, uh, Christian kid, but adopted Jewish kid, as I always call myself, I'm an adopted Jew. I wear my high and my Magin David here all the time and have for many years at, at, been at the gym where sometimes that's all I have on is this. Some of the, one of the guys say, you're Jewish. I say, yeah, Pat Boone, you're Jewish. <laughs> I'm an adopted Jew. Yes, that's why I wear this. And uh, and that's been my, not just my statement, my belief. I know I am. Anyway, that's why I'm so supportive of the fellowship of Christians and Jews, because we serve the same God. We are brethren and sisters. We are lancemen. We are kinsmen. And, uh, and so we, we have to take care of our family. I'm, I'm just part of the family.
0: How good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's Psalm one thirty
1: three. In practice, listen. listen. Since you brought that up, and I knew that already at my at my first my family's first Passover Pesach in uh, the the Diplomat Hotel, I think it was in uh, in, in outside Jerusalem. And there were eight hundred pilgrimage Jews there from all over the world. Next year in Jerusalem, well, for eight hundred of those Jewish people, it was next year, yes. and surely my wife and my four then teenage daughters were all enjoying our first Pesach there. And as it was, it was as it was going on, we were off to the side, where the most of the people were in the big ballroom, and a, and a, a rabbi from New Jersey was conducting. The, uh, the, the Pesach, the, the ceremony, uh-huh. and a cantor, a Jewish cantor was singing. So I get a message brought to me, and uh, and the message says, the Haggadah is, Haggadah, is that the way you say it?
0: Exactly, exactly. Haggadah
1: is a living thing, and we want to write a new chapter in it. Would you come sing Exodus for us? Wow. I said, well, I don't have any music. Well, this, it's okay if you if you're willing to do it so i came i did and shirley was wringing her hands wondering if i could sing it without any musical accompaniment it's not that easy yeah but i went up and i quoted the 133rd psalm how blessed Uh, it is to dwell together in unity and the oil pouring down over uh was it moses beard uh uh, but anyway and, and so i went i quoted it i knew it then Right, right. And, uh, and then I started singing with no accompaniment. This land is mine. God gave this land to me, and I felt something peculiar. I mean, it was something. It was. I was standing over to the side, listening to myself sing it. I was. Mm-hmm. The song was an
0: out-of-body experience
1: it was coming to me as I sang and then I get to the second part so take my hand and walk this land with me and another voice joined me and I looked around it was the cantor wow. and he was singing the words by memory he knew the words and he was singing we finished the song together until I die this land is mine everybody in the place was crying 800 Jews yes. and many of them came up later and said you know we looked forward to this all our lives we finally were here and so much of it seems similar it almost seemed the same thing well it's meant to be but then when we thought something different would happen but when when you sang that song and, and our cantor sang it with you it, it made it memorable no other Eight hundred Jews will have had this experience <laughs> yeah. yeah and and it was because we i I was able to come up and just sing that song uh, at that Pesach and it was unforgettable for me, my family, and it brought you, uh, your dad and me even closer together
0: yeah yeah having those experiences and I mean that's what uh, that's what Roman says right reaching realizing that the Christians are grafted into the rich olive tree of Israel and Pesach Passover and retelling the story and this land was given to me those are all the the roots of this olive tree
1: definitely yes we are we are brother and sister we serve the same one God and your dad knew it so well we were visiting only places in israel when your dad came to us on one of our tours but i said something um about him on the tour bus when he got back on and i said a scripture just came to me when jesus was choosing his disciples one of them was named nathaniel and he described nathaniel as a as a devout jew in whom there is no guile in whom there is no guile. He became one of our, what we call the 12 apostles. And that was your dad. He, there was no guile, no pretense about him. It was all loving and absorbing and accepting. And he knew more of our New Testament scriptures than many of our tour, <laughs> the people we were bringing along <laughs> on the tour bus. And, uh, and we sang songs, Jewish songs and, uh, and, and what we call Christian songs on the bus together. And then he played the guitar and sang for us and, and would take us. I'll never forget our last Passover, which was, which was there with your dad. And he was, I remember what he sang to your mom. And for all of us, we were all in tears uh, as he, as he uh, reenacted all the things that happened. Uh, just on a normal Shabbat night, but then, uh, and then in in the Pesach too, uh, the man reverencing his wife,
0: a Proverbs woman.
1: Yeah, a Proverbs woman. It was so, <laughs> and it was a tour that I was hosting along with Mike Huckabee. Uh huh.
0: Uh huh.
1: Good friend so of mine. Oh boy, he he and Pat Robertson and all the real, the really strong Christian leaders yeah. are a part of the Fellowship of Christians and Jews, and uh, and we just knew. And, and referred to your dad as our brother. We are, we're brothers and luntsmen. And, uh, and, and we know that word. <laughs> we're, we're family, that's all, we're family. And though You're we got-
0: incredible.
1: We have to take care of our family. Yeah. And, and these elderly people, these women that are su- barely surviving on crumbs and not even enough um, income or money to put wood in the fire. I mean, you go there. You 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 put on warm clothes and you go there like your dad, and you bring us there to see these people in their poverty, and and we have to reach out and and give them what they need now, and then whenever possible, bring them to live their last moments and last days in the promised land.
0: You've been such a inspiration to me. I know to my father of blessed memory. Who, when you were growing up, was your inspiration? And how did this love for Israel and the Jewish people begin?
1: That's really a good question because, uh, again, it was a supernatural thing. My dad, a building contractor, an architect, a builder, mom, a registered nurse, one who uh, had trained to to help people who were in trouble, physical trouble she was a good nurse daddy a good architect and a contractor a builder and these were practical professions my brother I'm the oldest of four kids My brother two sisters and I we were part of not only going to church regularly whenever there was a church or worship service taking place but we read the bible and had devotional times at home just mama and daddy and and the kids and so reading this bible was we considered our history i mean moses and david and gideon and so we we considered ourselves growing up just part of the jewish nation
0: Incredible, Pat, you are such an inspiration have such unique perspectives and you have been such a wonderful personal friend to me and my family for so many years so much of the success of the fellowship is because of you and this year we're able to help 2 million Jewish people in need. From over 600,000 donors, most of them Christian, who stand with Israel and the Jewish people to save lives, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, shelter those who don't have anywhere else to go, feed the poor, and uh, to really bring biblical prophecy to fruition. So I just want to say thank you so much for helping us to celebrate another milestone in the fellowship's history.
1: Let me just say something about you. You've talked so much about me. I consider you, I like to look for people in modern days who remind me, you know, so much of somebody in the Bible. You are a Deborah. (laughs) And uh, if people know their Bible, they know that when Israel was really in trouble and somehow their military leaders and even spiritual leaders didn't know what to do about their their captivity and about the uh, mighty armies that were coming against them and subduing them and uh and deborah was the prophetess and she she told uh the leader of the military you're going to have god wants you to do this he said well i'll only do it if you come with me you'll have to come and you in other words you're my right arm you're my inspiration and uh and then she said well then i'll come with you but you will not get the glory for it (laughs) because i a woman a prophetess Will be really the spark plug. I'll be the one that's calling all of God's people together to win this huge victory, which you did. He, I say, you did, Deborah did. But you are—you've taken the place of your dad, who did not drop the ball at all. He was serving our God all the way to his last breath, and then you stepped in and took the baton and have been doing the most magnificent job. And you—you go the same places, you do the same things, and. You're carrying on the same incredible ministry that we Christians, adopted Jews, are grateful to you for, because we didn't do it on our own. There are some who have attempted things like this, but in small ways, but they didn't have your kind of leadership. So you are a modern Deborah, and and it's a pleasure to serve with you.
0: Thank you so much, Pat. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm humbled. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Yael podcast. If you like what you have heard, please check out my weekly podcast, Nourish Your Biblical Roots, that explores the Jewish roots of the Christian faith with inspirational and ancient teachings. You can also visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. Follow me on Instagram at Yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next month.